Welcome to the ParentLine Podcast, where we discuss the joys and challenges of modern parenting and explore how we as parents can give our children the best start in life. Hello and welcome to the Parent Line podcast. I'm Ellen and I'm Policy Officer at Children Northern Ireland. Um, today's podcast is going to be about building resilience and I'm delighted to welcome um, Kieran. Hi, Kieran. It's a pleasure, Ellen. I've just uh, realised, Ellen, I'm wearing the same shirt as the last time we did this. People will think I've only got one shirt. <laughs> don't worry about it. Could you maybe tell the listeners just a little bit about sure, yourself again? Sure. Uh, and I'm a social worker uh, and I work for children in Northern Ireland as a learning and development manager. Mm-hmm. So I deliver a lot of training to childcare, youth work practitioners and social workers uh, on things like child protection and associated topics. Yeah. So today's topic is actually about building resilience. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, when I have heard um, about building resilience, it's it's been a new concept for yeah. me. And also, it seems to be only professionals that are talking about it. Um, can you tell me what resilience is? You know, I think that's a really good point. I think as professionals we use jargon that other yeah. people find exclusive and you know in, in simple terms resilience is about being able to cope. It's about what makes right. some person able to cope with a situation yeah. and someone else finds that really difficult and overwhelming. So you know if I encounter a crisis yeah. what enables me to cope with that crisis that's right. my resilience. If okay. someone else falls into that crisis then maybe they lack resilience in that area. So, yeah. so simply it's about ability to cope, ability to bounce back uh, some people will talk about. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it makes it so much easier yeah. talking about it like that. Um, can you tell me why is building resilience then or being able to cope so important? It, it, it's very important. I think sometimes as parents we want to protect our children and we want to look after our children yeah. and sometimes by by being protective or overprotective we deny them exposure to challenges and we okay. deny them the opportunity to take risks and we can disadvantage them because life is challenging and yeah, our is. children face a lot of stresses in life. In school they face exams, they face peer pressures. When they leave school, there's the job market, there's economic pressures, there are relationship pressures. So, so it's very important that we raise our children with the capacity to cope and the capacity to problem solve and the capacity to be you know, independent and interdependent. And, uh, and so resilience uh, and building resilience mm-hmm. as parents is really important. In terms of the, the family situation, mm-hmm. I mean, what kind of things could impact on building resilience in children and young people? Oh, there are lots of things that can that can impact on, on, on resilience. Parents who are uh, disconnected from their children for different okay. reasons, maybe substance use, maybe stresses, maybe coping with their own traumas, uh, maybe coping with mental ill health. Uh, and that's not to say that parents with mental Ill, mental illness aren't good parents. Yeah. You know? But anything that gets in the way of that relationship and that attachment to the child mm-hmm. can, um, can lead that child to grow up with maybe less resilience than they could have had. Um, there's a lot of talk at the minute within our professional circles about adverse childhood experiences. So things mm-hmm. that, that happen in childhood that could traumatize uh, that child or lead to trauma in that child and undermine their, their, their resilience. Um, so, uh, and they're generally things to do with the relationship between parent and child or things mm-hmm. to do with the environment that can, that can undermine that child's capacity to cope. Well, then what can parents do then to improve the resilience of their child? If all these different things are sort of happening um, within the family Mm. unit, what can they do to try and build that resilience and sort of protect that child? 
There's lots, lots of things. Well, first thing to say is that we can be overprotective, and that yeah. can undermine a child's uh, resilience. Mm-hmm. You know, we we want to enable our child to deal with the stress and challenges of life in a in, in a way where they feel empowered and enabled, yeah. uh, enabled to cope. And sometimes we will overprotect. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if we have too high expectations for our children. Uh, and we punish them for not achieving those expectations or are critical of them for not achieving those expectations, we can undermine resilience. Similarly, if we're overprotective and deny them challenges and Mm. deny them risk-taking, we can undermine resilience. There's lots of things that that we can do as caregivers, as parents, and they they tend to be relational things. You know, it's about how do I relate to my child? You know, do I maintain eye contact or am I focused on the infinity scrolling on my phone? Mm -hmm. You know, am I spending uh, lots of time in work at the expense of my relationship with my with my child? You know, um, do I listen to my child when when they tell me stories and tales? Do I respond to them? Do I show forgiveness? You know, Do I maintain a relationship with them even when they're being challenging and and mm. uh, and causing me stress? Do I focus on my needs or do I do I use that as an opportunity to talk to the child about you know how to deal with stress? Mm-hmm. You know, do I reward my child for the outcome of what they do or do I reward them for the behaviors I see that are really right. valuable? So yeah. So yeah. saying to a child, you're, you know, I love the way you're generous with your siblings, with your toys. You know, I love how patient you were when you built that Lego uh, building. Not what an amazing Lego building. Oh, really? You know? That's really so, interesting. So we're teaching our children that they are valuable, uh-huh. uh, that they can problem solve. We're teaching them to plan. We're teaching them that tomorrow the sun is going to come up. Uh, mm-hmm. Teaching them to be optimistic. We're teaching them that we are good role models and we are reliable and we are available to them. And mm-hmm. and no matter what difficulties they encounter in life, we will be there for them. Yeah. We're teaching them that they belong. Yeah. Um, um, we're teaching them how to relate to adults. You know, mm-hmm. uh, so there's lots of things uh, we, we can do as parents and caregivers to instill resilience uh, uh, in our children. Um, but a lot of it tends to be about using our relationship mm-hmm. and you know, doing activities, mm-hmm. uh, spending time with, yeah. with, with our children um, and using those activities and those opportunities, even the difficult opportunities as a chance to learn, yeah. and a chance to grow and develop. And can children, young people um, build resilience outside the fa- mm. family unit? Yeah. And because I know, especially in terms of teenagers and stuff where they don't want to communicate as much with, with parents. Yeah. There's a lot of research on resilience. And one of the things that always, I suppose, surprises me is is how important it is to have at least one positive person in a child's life. Okay. You know, just just one person uh-huh. can, can make a difference. So someone who is available to that child, who is a good role model, who accepts that child for who they are, who praises what that child does. Um, you know, the presence of one available, attentive a responsive person in a child's life can make mm-hmm. such a difference, and that person doesn't necessarily need to be within the family. Okay, you know, it could be the scout leader, it could be a football mm-hmm. coach, you know, it could be the school crossing guard. You know, there are lots of opportunities outside the family, and and building resilience uh, can be associated and should be associated with with doing activities okay. uh, that may be outside the family. Yeah, one of the challenges I think sometimes for parents is when children do get older and they begin to orientate more towards their peers. Yeah. Um, then the relationship with the parents can can struggle a bit and we can mm-hmm. sometimes start to blame our children 
um, for you know for not being the cute little things that that, that, <laughs> yeah, that we used to that care for, <laughs> and I think that you know we need to be for, forgiving and understanding and supportive and use those those opportunities and those challenges that our children face as outside of the family as opportunities to learn as well. And if our children are orientating towards their peers, mm-hmm. it's really important we maintain uh, our relationship with them and don't drive them away or punish them for doing things that we may find unacceptable, but use those as an opportunity to have a conversation and talk and learn yeah. um, uh, um, about growing up. You yeah, know? That, that's, that's the tough thing, I think, is uh, as a parent, when your child goes to, to do more things and, mm. and you know, for whatever reason he, they're moving out of the household yeah. and stuff so that that's really a, a challenge for most parents is. is there a time when it's too late to build resilience no i think i personally think you know we build resilience through our lives okay. um, but the foundations are set um you know, in the in the early years and sometimes um you know pre-birth resilience begins because nature is part of resilience you know the capacity to be resilient is Mm -hmm. part but but the the nurture bit is really important in building resilience in children and I think it it continues in in adulthood I mean even as an adult I Mm -hmm. encounter difficulties in my life that I learn from Mm -hmm. uh, and and if I learn from them uh, I can my resilience can be enhanced so the next time I have that difficulty I'm, I'm better able to deal with it but but the foundations for being able to cope and learn from coping uh, are, are set in the early years. Okay, so if a parent listening to mm-hmm. this uh, wanted to ensure they were building resilience mm-hmm. in their child, what would you suggest they, they, they do now from this moment they're listening to it? Talk to your child. Okay. You know, talk to your child, listen to your child. You know, they may be talking a lot of rubbish. They may be saying things that you find challenging, but mm-hmm. but you know, be non-judgmental, explore their point of view, um, you know, praise them for talking to you you know keep keep that attachment keep that relationship because mm-hmm. as they move into their teenage years that attachment to you may be put under stress and it's really important that it is sustained that they don't form attachments with people outside, outside the family that pull them away from the family yeah. but your relationship with them is an anchor mm-hmm. uh, and a foundation for their growth into adulthood so you know they may be challenging you they may be difficult they may be gruff but you're there for them. You are a presence in their life that they are attached to and that they can come to if necessary. Mm-hmm. And that will enhance their resilience, that they know you are available. They know they belong to you. They love themselves because you have loved them and you have shown that they are loved. You know, um, Because you know, life, as children get older, can become difficult. And, mm-hmm. uh, and the danger is we push our children away. You know, because we mm-hmm. find them challenging, and who are we pushing them to? And I think mm-hmm. you know, they may try to push us away, but it's very important we keep that connection because our connection to them will enhance their resilience. Yeah, I mean that that's r- very true because especially with with teenage mm. boys, you know, sometimes I feel as if you know they want to go off and do their own yeah. thing, and I have to say at some points I feel, oh no, can you just stay in the house? Yeah. I'm, I'm concerned about you doing that. Yeah. But as a parent, it's really hard to to let go of that. Of course, as I had with my own children, you know, and you know, they get to 14, 15 and yeah. they're starting to explore life outside mm-hmm. the home and they're doing things you don't know anything about. But it's important we have those conversations about what they're doing so that we are part of their life, even though we're not controlling their life. And mm-hmm. uh, they get to 16 and they're staying out a little bit later. And, you know, you have to trust that they're able to manage the risk in their lives and cope with the difficulties because you have taught them how to do that and yeah. you have instilled confidence in them and, and you're there for them if necessary. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they get to 18, maybe you hope they don't come home. You know, so <laughs> 
know, you get a night off. But yeah. it is that, you know, you can trust. I worry that my children are away from home, but mm-hmm. I trust that that they are resilient because mm-hmm. as when they were younger, you know, hopefully I built resilience and I know if they get into difficulty, you know, even though they're now sort of uh, young adults, I know mm-hmm. that I am there for them if they need me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and your know, children will, will, will try us and they will do challenging do. things, but we have to be a presence for them because our presence adds to their resilience. Mm-hmm. You know, we are a resource yeah. for them. Can I ask mm-hmm. if, um, you know, what would be the consequences um, going into adulthood mm. if we didn't build resilience in, in our children, young people? What could be the consequences for them? Well, if you, if you, well, the consequences could be that they, f- that they are socially isolated, that they find okay. it difficult to cope, that mm-hmm. crises are have an enormity that they wouldn't have if they if they were more resilient. So, I mean, for example, you know, imagine falling in love for the first mm-hmm. time. Uh, how wonderful it is, how amazing yeah. it is, uh, and then you get dumped, mm-hmm. and how heartbreaking that is. Yeah. Well, the child who is resilient will experience that as heartbreaking, but will to know know that tomorrow is another day, and yeah. will will know that they are loved and they and they care for themselves, and they have people at home who will uh, who will be there for them, mm-hmm. and they know that they can learn from this experience. Yeah. But the child who is not resilient, you know, being dumped may reinforce everything they feel about themselves and everything they've been told about themselves, that they're not worthy, that they mm-hmm. can't cope, that it's their fault. So they mm-hmm. take responsibility for the pain and yeah. they take responsibility for, for the other person's behaviour relative to right. them. You know, So the resilient person is more able to cope, more mm-hmm. able to bounce back, more able to move on, more able to learn from that challenge and that difficulty. The child who lacks resilience will feel the stress and feel the challenges a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, so... So building those foundations in early years can have a lifelong benefit to our children, you know. And as I, as a parent, as I hand over responsibility to adulthood to my child, you know, it's reassuring for me to know that my children have hopefully mm-hmm. have a foundation that will help them cope with the trials and tribulations of life, mm-hmm. and that I still have a part to play in their life as they move into adulthood because, yeah. you know, because they belong and I to me and I belong to them. Yeah. That has been really helpful. Thank you so much, Karen, for that. So, Kim, can you maybe explain or give us a little bit more detail on how important um, self-awareness is when you're parenting and if you're trying to build resilience um, in your child? Because I know from, I mean, I have to, I have to say that I have grown as mm. a parent as our, our boys have got older. But um, when I first started in the parenting journey, I would have been very reactive to some things. Mm. So can you maybe tell us about self-awareness as oh, a I parent? think self-awareness is fundamental. Insight into oneself yeah. is, is fundamental. Yeah. And to use a professional term, critical consciousness is, well, is what we <laughs> that's, that's sort of being, being aware. So, you mm. know, if I know I have a bad day at work, do I want to take those feelings home to my family or do I go to the gym for an hour to sort of get those off yeah. my chest and that's that's self-awareness I'm not exporting or importing my feelings into my family I'm doing something about it before I go home so self-awareness is really important and I, mean, I hope your audience doesn't take this the wrong way but if we all think of ourselves as tools yeah so we are a tool in the relationships we yeah. have so so I need to be familiar with the strengths and weaknesses of that tool so what makes me strong what makes me weak uh, as a tool, um, and a lot of us, you know, our strengths and weaknesses have their origins in our in our childhood. So, being aware of where we come from mm-hmm. is really important as parents. Because sometimes, 
I find when we get angry and irritated with our children, if we step back and think about why we're angry and why we're irritated, often we are acting out feelings and that we had in our childhood, mm-hmm. you know, fear of yeah. rejection, um, you know, uh, mm-hmm. fear of not being attended to, fear of not being listened to. And those are things we had as as, as children. So mm-hmm. we get angry with our children because of feelings we had yeah. uh, as children. Um, so being self-aware is, is, is very important. I think it's, it's interesting sometimes to get people to think about someone in their life who was a hero for them, someone... Yeah. You know, it could be a superhero, you know, an mm-hmm. animated character, or it could be someone real, you know, a teacher, mm-hmm. a grandparent, a sibling. Yeah. Um, and to think about what characteristics that person had that they valued right. and the impact of those characteristics on, on me. So, uh-huh. you know, so uh, my father was a big hero to me, my grandfather, my mother. I mean, all of those were, were big heroes in my life. And they had characteristics and they behaved in ways that had a positive impact mm-hmm. on me. So as a parent... When I look back at those people who influenced me and I look at how they behaved and how they made me feel, mm-hmm. I would hope that I'm able to replicate those behaviours mm-hmm. with my children and make my children feel the same way I felt. Similarly, if there were people in my life who had a negative impact yeah. on me, how did they make me feel and can I avoid those with my with my children? Yeah. You know, um, when we're thinking about resilience, sometimes it's useful to think about three questions, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what am I? You know, so I am, am I a person who loves themselves and is loved by others? Am okay. I someone who who copes? Am I someone who is strong? And what do I have? You know, so mm-hmm. I have in my life people who care for me and people I care for. Um, I have strengths and I have weaknesses and this is mm-hmm. what I'm doing about my weaknesses. And then I can, you know, what can I do? You yeah. know, so if I have struggles, if I have challenges, you know, what can I do? Who can I go to? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, what has worked for me before? Okay. And I think as a parent, if I say, you know, I am this, I have this, I can do this, then it can create some insights into what we're good at, uh, what we need to do better, where our strengths lie. It can introduce mm-hmm. a positivity that maybe we don't have because well, as parents, we often feel guilty and self-critical all yeah, the time. Yeah. But those three questions are always good to ask of our children as well, you know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you know, saying to our child, you know, if you say I am, what comes after that? If you say I have, what comes after that? If you say I can, what comes after that? And it can give an insight about what our children think about their resilience. You know, do they yeah. feel good about themselves? Do they feel confident? Do they feel capable? Yeah. Are they telling us some things that we need to, to do something yeah. about? And and should we actually ask them those questions? Should we have the conversation and should we talk about resilience then? You know. Well, I wouldn't use the word resilience yeah. with my children, but I would talk about, I would talk about with them. Well, for example, I would, I would, if they came to me with things they did that day. So your son was mm-hmm. out cycling, you know, and yeah. you have a conversation in the evening, and you mm-hmm. say, so how did that go? Who did you meet? What did you do? You know, you know, and from that we can draw out the strengths, the things that they did well, the things that mm-hmm. they struggle with, mm-hmm. the, and we can praise them for the behaviours that we find attractive and fit with our family values. So we can use those those opportunities, positive and challenging to build resilience in our children but it's all about Mm -hmm. communicating and it's all about taking the time to communicate and it's all all about doing things with our children Uh, mm -hmm. and what if a parent does feel stressed and you know things are getting on top of them you know there's so much happening in the family Mm -hmm. and what what can they do so that they don't have a a negative impact on their child 
think if we're when we're stressed out, sometimes yeah. we can start to play the games that we learned in our childhood. Yeah. So we can mm-hmm. withdraw. And, mm-hmm. you know, if you've got two year old or three year old in the house and you're stressed out and you withdraw, what are you communicating to that three year old mm-hmm. about how important they are? Yeah. You know, if you if you're a stressed out parent and you're taking your you're acting your stress out and you're being angry and loud and you're slamming the doors and you're throwing the pots about the place. What are you communicating to the children in the house? Not just about how you manage stress, but also how they're valued. Mm-hmm. You know, if that child feels scared, are they going to come and talk to you because okay. you get angry? Yeah. You know, if you withdraw because you're stressed out, is that child going to come and talk to you? Or are they going to avoid you because, you know, um, they, you know, they're afraid or they don't know how to, how to talk to you? You know, so we need to think as parents the impact of our stressed behaviours on on the people around us. And I think sometimes when we are stressed, we act out some of the behaviours we learned as children. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes as we stress, when we're stressed, we become very egocentric. We turn inwards yeah. rather than think about the people around us. Mm-hmm. So I think it's being self-aware as as parents uh, about how we impact on other people. And if our stress levels get to the point where we are feeling overwhelmed and mm-hmm. are feeling uh, finding it difficult to cope, there are resources out there we can use. I mean, ParentLine, for example, yeah. uh, is a really useful useful resource. So there are mm-hmm. resources out there that people can use. And the resilient person will use their networks. Mm-hmm. They will talk to people. They will seek support from other people. You know, so if I ask myself the question, you know, I have, yeah. I have people in my life who care for me. Yeah. Who are those people okay. and who can I go to if I'm feeling stressed? Yeah. So that is actually a, a useful way of building resilience, mm. of connecting and talking yeah. and obviously um, phoning parent line mm. um, to, to build resilience in yourself and your, your, yeah. your children. Then. Yeah. If I sit down and I, I go, right, you know, if I had a difficulty in my life, who can I go to? Yeah. You know, it'll give me an idea of my networks and who I who I yeah. can go to, who I can seek support. Is it the neighbor? Is it, you know, the person mm-hmm. across the street? You know, is it my family members? Is it my siblings? So who's in my immediate circle that I can mm-hmm. go to? And if they're not available, is there another circle of people that I okay. could go to? Yeah. And if I was in crisis, is there another circle of people I can go to that may be social services, the police, yeah. parent line? You know, so, you know, if I map out those relationships, yeah. I can get an idea of how resilient my network is and therefore mm-hmm. as a, uh, am I resilient within that network yeah. and we can do the same thing with our children you know we can sit down with our child and say look if you're feeling difficult if they're feeling you have difficulties if there are things going wrong in your life who is in your immediate circle mm-hmm. that you can go to and if they're not available or you feel unable to talk to them who's in your sort of intermediate yeah. circle and I suppose that would actually change as your child grows yeah. as well yeah. yeah, and related to a conversation we had a while ago about the online world with children, sometimes the people in those circles are people in the online world. And, mm. you know, that as parents can give us the opportunity to talk to our children about the people they relate to who we don't know, mm-hmm. you know, who are remote from our children, but who our children might have very close relationships with mm-hmm. in the online world. Well, thank you so much, Kieran. That was really insightful and I hope um, our listeners um, have found it useful as well. Thank you. It's my pleasure. If you're feeling stressed as a parent or you want more information on building resilience, you can phone Parent Line on 0808 8020 400.